Welcome to From X to Z, the ultimate cross-generational conversation on health, wellness, and self-care. Guided by inspiring Gen Z trailblazers and expert voices. I'm your host, Vicki Cornwall. Get ready for eye-opening insights and actionable tips that transform your life. Welcome to today's episode featuring our guest, Jillian Hazleton. Jillian is a junior strategist at Terry and Sandy, a renowned creative agency based in New York City. Now, while she initially didn't plan to specialize in health and wellness brands or even pursue a career in advertising, Jillian's first year in the industry has been dedicated to exploring trends and mindsets within the realm of health and wellness. With a keen focus on Gen Z, Jillian has delved into the unique perspectives and preferences of her generation. Today, we have the privilege of tapping into Jillian's insights and expertise as she shares her thoughts on future trends in wellness advertisement. Get ready for an enlightening conversation that will shed light on the evolving landscape of advertising and the exciting possibilities that lie ahead. Without further ado, let's dive right into our conversation with Jillian Hazleton. So welcome, Jillian. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. We're super excited for you to be here with us today. Um, it's I think that this is a really interesting area to talk about, the idea of um, advertising, in particular, like the wellness industry advertising and how we're talking to um, this amazing young cohort of Gen Z. So just want to get into that a little bit before we do. So you finished university last year, right? So University of Oregon? I did. Yes. I am one year fresh in the, in the industry. Congratulations. And thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I was lucky enough, had an internship that turned into a full-time gig, which has been very exciting. It's definitely not where I kind of saw my life going. Yeah. Uh, especially in college, you know, I went in with, I played sports my whole life. I was like, sports business makes sense. Go work for okay. a team, kind of that mindset. And then, you know, I got to school and I was taking business courses and stuff. And I was just like, this isn't, this isn't working for me. You know, I don't really like what I'm doing. I, I don't really mm. want to do this for the rest of my life. I don't think I'd be that happy. Uh, I kind of saw myself as saying like my one really big interest that I want to make that my whole then work life or do I want to be able to separate the two. Right. Right. So I was actually able to uh, sit in on an agency out of Portland came in and uh, gave just a whole kind of spiel about what they do in advertising mm-hmm. and really about storytelling. And that just like, my mind just like lit up and I was like, this is, this is something that I want to get into that I want to do. Like, this is, this is so interesting to me and it makes me excited about the future. So I then there switched, switched it all over, went into advertising. Luckily okay. our school had a program for that. And I just kind of dove in into the whole storytelling aspect and, you know, finding these little nuggets that, that you do in research and in insights and talking to people that's what I really love. It's all about, you know, human right, connection, right? You know, how can you connect to individuals who you don't think you're, you is your target audience or how do you reach people in a way they've never felt before? That was really what kind of brought me into to advertising specifically into strategy is, you know, there's so many ways you can go about these things. Let's try to figure out some ways. Love it. Yeah. So you are a junior strategist at Terry and Sandy. What type of work does a strategist actually do? I think people, you know, when they hear advertising, they get that. But like, what, like, what's the step before that? What does the strategist do? Yeah, exactly. And I think there are many ways that people would define it. But in reality, we are the the ones that are that are digging and trying to find those nuggets. So we're able to give those creatives kind of a clear, simple, here's our insight. Here's what we think we should go after. 
Now let's make some really cool creative to go with it. So we're in there, we're trying to find, you know, we're talking to people. Yeah, you can find like a stat and all that, which is great, but you're really trying to build into what connects people to what product or business or element you're trying Mm -hmm. to give Mm -hmm. to someone and how it can help them. So you're really in there trying to figure out what makes these people tick. What, you know, what do they love? What do they hate? Mm. But if they hate it, maybe it still might apply to them because it might ir- irk them a little or stick more in their brain. <laughs> you know, so you're trying to trying to find these little ways to connect to people. Um, but you, the thing that I love about it too is you can be so out of the box with it sometimes. It's mm-hmm. not the first thought in your head, right? That's never going to be what it is. And you're, you know, another thing that's so great about it is you collaborate with your other strategists, right? You're bouncing off of each other and trying to think, well, we could go this direction or this direction. So you're able to really just, you're searching. That's what you do. You're mm. searching and then you're trying to put together something that isn't the first thought, isn't the last thought, isn't even in the middle. You don't even know where it came from, right, but right. you're trying to put these pieces together to create something that can really make a connection with the people mm-hmm. that you want to reach. So is that just like Mad Men? I mean, you know, I'm just like... Yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not. <laughs> Yeah. And it's, it's, it's funny though. People are always, you know, like friends, family, whatever. They're like, well, you know, you should just like say this. And I'm like, I I wish it was that easy. I wish I could just say that. But unfortunately that doesn't fly in briefings or in, well, why'd you decide to do that? Well, it just, just does. So what I'm hearing, a whole lot of work goes in before that jingle comes out and is on playing on TV. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. You know, you, you talked about connecting and reaching people, which I think is a really unique way to look at it. I think probably people don't realize that that's really what it's all about when you're creating products or creating the conversation or the communication around products and brands. But what really, how did you get inspired in this area? Who, I should say, who inspired you to kind of go into this area? You said, you mentioned that you were, you got introduced to a brand, but what yeah. was your inspiration? My inspiration was it was was really listening to after that kind of first first kind of light bulb moment talking to those people I went up after and just started talking to you know different professors and I have a, someone I consider a mentor now and just still like just talking and really it just fascinated me how we think we know so much about people but we really don't you can always know more and we'll always keep learning and so I don't think there was one thing I think my inspiration kind of came from just learning and digging more into it. You know, first off, I thought I wanted to be a project manager in advertising. I liked that Mm -hmm. you kind of had to get to have a piece of every aspect. You know, you're in touch with creatives, you're with the strategy, talking to the clients, you're with the account, you're kind of all over. And then I, I did that for a year and realized I'm not a big micromanager. I want to be more a part of the process. I want to be helping create this really cool thing or this thing that could do so much. So I was inspired by the research and by the connection. I like it, it all for me goes back to that connection, that storytelling, Love it. the ability to tell that story in ways that, you know, haven't been told before. I think that's, that's so cool because I mean, everyone loves a good story, right? Everyone, yeah. you're so enticed by it. And so if you're able to do that and to like spark that in someone's brain, I just think that's the coolest thing ever. So these days, everyone wants to attract that Gen Z consumer. And and it's, you know, it's cool, sexy, whatever, but really your, your generation spending power is on the rise. Yeah. So 
it's all it, it comes down to dollars and cents, right? Right. Um, I was reading a, a Bloomberg report from last year and it was saying that your generation actually has $360 billion in disposable income and that, it, it, again, it's increasing. So mm-hmm. brands really are trying to figure out how to market to your generation. And as um, an individual who is a part of that that category of people trying to market to your generation, I really want to dig more into what's been your experience after this year of being in, in this in this industry of how maybe people who are more mature than you are, are thinking about how they should be marketing to your generation and how, you know, what, what's been your take on it? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think there, there are a couple. Gen Z is, we're, we're on the rise and I think it's hard for people. They think that, you know, we just want everything to be cool, right? We want everything to be <laughs> like this, like, cool, sleek, simple. That's the kind of, you know, people that we are. But in reality, we're super big on values, to be honest, and aligning mm. our values with a, com- with a product, with the companies. You know, there's that level of trust that you want to try to try to build with, build with us, really. And I mean, you can even kind of see it now, uh, I believe with Shein, just re- literally a couple days ago, mm. they had a big influencer trip and invited out uh, very popular content creators to come and tour their factories out right. in China and Singapore. And the videos that these influencers posted received a ton of backlash from our generation because they weren't authentic. It didn't, it didn't line up what we know that Shein does and you know the, the fast fashion and the chemicals and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we're able to, to tell that it wasn't authentic. We're able to see through that through a screen which kind of says a lot, you know, we're smarter than a lot of people think we are, you know, you get, oh yeah, you're young, you know how to use technology, you know how to be savvy there, but it's like, don't, you know, you can't assume that we know, we know less because we actually, I mean, like you said, our spending power is on the rise. We know where we want to put our money, right? You know, we're, we're entrepreneurs, we're, we're venturing off into these, you know, we're self-starters, lot. We are teaching ourselves how to do things. You know, we're, we're trying to stay on top of things, but really we want to put our money where our mouth is and we can tell authentic authenticity really well. And, and that sticks out to us. If, if we don't see that, we're not going to spend our money in it. We're not going to do that. That's why you see a lot, like, especially during the pandemic, investing in small businesses. So you network with some, with some pretty big names, um, wellness companies thus far in, in your year of being in the, in the industry. And many of them have really been around talking to like even like my, my parents, you know, and now they're tr- transitioning and shifting and trying to target that younger consumer. Just I'm wondering what strategies or, or tactics are, are commonly used to target Gen Z consumers in, in, in wellness advertisement? Yeah, I think I think really the biggest the biggest thing that we've, we've kind of realized with this this generation, especially, is the the impact of how every topic is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is, is natural in wellness and health and you have to be, anything can really make you feel good. If something makes you feel good, that's considered wellness and that's considered going for your health, right? Because health is not just considered physically anymore. It's considered mentally and spiritually and bodily, you know, it's considered much more than what it used to be and what we used to to go against, you know, it was like, right. let's not talk about how we lose hair as women when we age. Let's not, you know, periods happen, but let's not talk about it. You know, let's just keep that over there. Like you have your own aisles, just kind of go there. You know what to do. It's, 
think everything's normal. Like that's human nature. We're all humans and we all have bodies and they do all these different things. So let's talk about it and let's acknowledge that and that it's totally normal. It's not some weird thing that some taboo kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, we can, we can acknowledge it. So I think that's a huge practice we try to bring in and, you know, strategy wise is to play into that. People want to know that it's, that it's okay. You know, that it feels okay. It, it reminds me of this commercial I literally saw the other day of, I, I forget the brand, but it was talking about how it was talking about pooping, like women pooping on TV. (laughs) And I was like, this is normal. You know, this is, this is a thing. Everybody does it, but like, you know, it doesn't need to be so taboo. You know, let's talk about, yeah, you're losing hair and you don't want to, we might have something that can help you with that, you know, you know, or lose your hair. Fine. You know, whatever makes you, you, but if you, if we think we have something that might be able to help you in somewhere that you're maybe not feeling so secure about, which is totally fine. Let's try to do that. So bring- and so it's acknowledging that, you know, there's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, we can't put things in boxes anymore. Mm-hmm. We have to break them out and we have to talk about everything because everything is normal and nobody is the same. And that's really the biggest thing that you kind of have to realize. I like that. Cause it's, it's I think before you kind of tiptoed around and there were niceties that had to be, you know, uh, had to be aligned to and, uh, rules that had to be followed. And now it really is like the authenticity yeah. comes when you break the rules, right? Right. Exactly. When you, when you share real stories from real people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like Gen Z can see the authenticity. People want to feel that, you know, they want to feel that emotion that like, I trust you. This is real. You Thank you for acknowledging something that people have been scared to, or people won't acknowledge like thank you for seeing it and saying something and me then as a consumer I'm like you're hearing me you know you're listening to me and that's that's most that's what people want to feel it people yeah. want to feel heard and cared about yeah and and it's time we start doing that to these people you know they're more than somebody who's spending 10 bucks on your product right you know they're a human at the end of the day Absolutely. so we have to treat everyone like one you know and treat and acknowledge that you know it's all again it all goes back to that connection you know, you have to make that human, authentic connection with people. Right, right. So as lay people, there, we definitely are interested in understanding, like, how are those advertisements? How, how, would a, how is a wellness advertisement created? What goes on behind the scenes? What's it like doing that creative process? Can you walk us through that? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, obviously start off and, you know, a client might come to us and say, Hey, you know, we have this great new thing that we think could help. Uh, I don't know. Let's just say women in general, right? We think of this product could help women's health. Great. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Let's dive into first that category and let's try to see, you know, what are women talking about related to this? What do they love the most about it? What do they hate about this problem? You know, what do they find so confusing or they just like, they're just frustrated, you know, no one's, feeling this right and no one's understanding the same, you know, there's no real fix. There's people have tried remedies and remedies. So what, what kind of thing, what do we have in this new thing Mm -hmm. that can try to help or just even ease a little bit of that, of that kind of need. So that's where we dig. And kind of like I said a little earlier, like stats are, stats are great. You know, you can find a percentage and this and that, that's awesome. But by talking really talking to these women or these people in these category and just listening and sitting in with them for like, even 10 minutes and just kind of, you know, tell me how you feel. Tell me the emotion that it brings out, you know, because when you're finding those emotions, that's where you kind of find your little, your golden nuggets, Mm. you know, your little, where can we tell the creatives to kind of play in this space, you know, that we're seeing that women are really feeling not just like, 
I'm upset that I keep going back. I'm upset that I'm losing hair or I'm upset that, you know, I don't know, my skin's dry, something like that, you know, and then you get, you know, and there's more than that. There's always more behind that. You know, what's the raw emotion there? Mm. And then playing off into those, you know, you play off into those stats, of course, and try to find that little key, simple, simple sentence that we, then we can go and, and we talk, we brainstorm as a team, as a creative team, we all sit together and kind of talk through this. How can we then play this out? That's going to resonate with people based on how this brand, you know, tone wise and all that. And then we're able to come back with some really cool big ideas about how we, we want to bring this to the world and show this certain audience or people that might not even think, know that they were a part of this audience, like realize that we have something we think could help you or something that make you just might feel a little better. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hey, are there any regulations yeah. or guidelines in place that ensure that like advertisements are, are accurate, truthful, you know, being responsible? Yes, uh, definitely. Definitely. Especially in the health and wellness space, there's, yeah. you have to make sure the words you're saying your product can actually, you know, fall back on, of course, because the last thing you want is to say something that's one, going to get you sued. Right. <laughs> and two, that's a false claim that's going to give people some false hope, you know? So there yeah. are definitely all that stuff goes into play uh, to make sure that we're really telling people, you know, what, what we can, and what, what, what's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How does social media play in wellness advertising? Social media, which who is, I mean, social media has taken over all of our lives, to be clear. How, how do platforms like Instagram yes. or TikTok yes. in, impact the industry? Hugely. I mean, tremendously. Uh, you see, especially with this younger generation, I mean, even, you know, of course, it's younger generations that are mostly on these platforms, but you're seeing a lot of older people as well are on the, you know, TikTok on Instagram, but really the impact of it is influencers. Mm. You know, anyone can be one, but people, if they find someone they really like, and even me, like myself, it takes a lot for me to follow an influencer unless I like really like their stuff, trust them. I, I feel like it's a human behind there. Like okay. it takes a minute for me to be like, okay, I'll follow you. And I thought your content always pop up. But influencers have really changed the game now because yeah. it's like all about word of mouth and people can blow up overnight. You see it with like Alex Earl, right? She blew up overnight and now she's whatever. And it's like now you have millions of people listening to this one person and they could be wrong. They could be right. But like, it's about finding those influencers and micro influencers. You know, people like the more low key people mm-hmm. because they know they don't have millions of followers, but so they're going to share their real opinion, but it, it's something they're listening to. They might have a couple thousand, but they think that, you know, since they don't have millions and they're going to take any high case brand deal mm-hmm. that this person is going to tell them the truth. So it's really about picking and partnering with the right kind of people to spread spread your word and spread that that same message you want to give and that same tone and that's I think that's really key now with social media. Yeah, you have to be you have to be interactive. You have to be constant. You can't just be sitting there because, I mean, you know, social media everything changes in like ten minutes. So <laughs> if you're not keeping up with it, then you're already behind. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say thinking about it you can't talk about social media without talking about mental health, right? How, how do wellness advertisers address the mental health aspect of wellness, considering the growing focus on mental health well-being, well-being amongst Gen Z? Yeah. I mean, mental health is, is obviously huge now. It's a, it's a thing that impacts almost everybody, honestly. And so wellness brands have to make sure and health brands do have to make sure that 
it, you know, it kind of falls back to Gen Z is this very inclusive uh, environment to be in. And they're very accepting of, you know, how you feel and what, what you need to make you feel better. And so it's, a, it's about brands acknowledging that, acknowledge that they need to, one, be cautious or, or just not even, I don't know if cautious is the right word, but they need to be aware, mm. you know, of, of what they're doing and what they're posting. And, and the end goal of making, you want to make someone feel better. You never want to, you know, of course, make anyone feel bad, but you want to give out this, this radiance of, you know, like safe, safeness and, and we're here for you um, kind of, kind of way. And that goes also with people you partner with, you know, you have to look at people's, yeah. people's history and the, the kind of the following that a certain, you know, that certain influencers have or, or, or whatever it may be. And, but you also, you have to acknowledge it, right? It's, it's like we kind of said, it's 2023. It's a very big acknowledgement. You know, they have uh, the call map and, uh, you know, all these online apps now that are helping people with meditation and all these things yeah. for mental health, you know, trying to make teletherapy way better and more, more accessible, more accessible yeah. to people. And so being a, being a brand, yeah. And especially being a brand who sits in the health and wellness field, right. Mental health is part of that health now. Yeah. Like we said, you know, like we said earlier, it's not just physically, you have to make sure you're acknowledging all the elements of a person. Because if you don't, people are going to start to pick up on that and, and be like, why aren't you? You know, are you scared of it? Do you not think it's as real right. as it is? You know, why aren't you? So don't be the person hiding in the dark. You know, it's real. So own it and make sure you're talking about it. Because if you talk about it, that's going to show up in your audience and the people who like you. And, and you'll be able to see from it. You'll be able to see an impact if right. you don't. Yeah. He, you, you brought up um, inclusivity. How... How do you think that diversity and representation factor into wellness advertisement? Do you feel that there's um, an increase in an effort to promote inclusivity within the industry? I do, but of course, I, I, you know, it's never moving as fast as you would like it to. I do think we've taken steps, and it's got it's gotten better. Um, and it, but that also it it comes with it kind of comes with this younger generation too coming into the workforce and coming in mm. uh, to this kind of field is is they're pushing for it you know we're pushing for it. I'm lucky enough I work in an agency that's very diverse uh, very much break the norm kind of culture which I love you know we're run by two women which is awesome but it's it's about letting those voices also be heard in the room you know like I, I I'm 23. It's my first year, and I still get that imposter syndrome. You know, when you're in a room full of people who've been there for years, or you know, have been in this industry for years. But it's it's about that you got to speak up, and you also have to let those people be heard, because the reality is Gen Z. We kind of know what's going on. You know, we're the best people to know how to reach that generation, That's right? right? So That's right. You, it's definitely taken a step up, but of course, there's always more that can be done. Yeah. Yeah. So are there um, any trends like emerging trends or shifts in the wellness advertising industry that Gen Z listeners should be aware of that you that you're noticing that you're like, you know, I, I'm seeing this on the horizon, et cetera? I think one thing you're going to see a lot in in the advertising world, especially is, um, you know, how everyone sees those commercials where it's like the people are just like happy and go lucky and like nothing's wrong. There's no like real problems. I think that's going to take a a drastic switch. I think, I think the realities are going to show and I think people um, are going to start to like be more real, you know, be more real with the problems and show them rather than just, you know, people walking around, flipping their hair, smiling very nicely. 
I think, and I hope too, that, you know, that people are, are realizing that's not, that's not going to attract young people, you know, that attracts, that might stick with what people are used to that older kind of generation, maybe, maybe my parents, but the reality, the reality is, is the, the realness is people being more real. Yeah. But I also think an interesting trend, especially on social media is you don't, you're not seeing as much as these, these fads, right? These, these chloride juice that can help you feel better. These, these kind of, these social media fads that play in of like, do this and you'll lose 20 pounds in two weeks and you don't have to work out mm-hmm. at all. I'm seeing a lot of, of, especially women of like their, uh, especially in the weight loss kind of area, they're just bodily, you know, feeling healthy are, are being so open and sharing their whole entire experience to, to, to people who want to be like them. And, and I'm seeing it super heavily in women's field, you know, it's sharing everything expertise from beginning to end and taking people through step-by-step step what, what they did, but, but acknowledging that that's what they did to make them, their body feel better. And every body is different. So this might yeah. be a helpful kind of way, but I'm seeing less of the fast acting, you know, that fast solution stuff and really people talking about the time and energy that it okay. takes to take care of your, your body, which I think is so important that people don't, you know, everyone's trying to look for that quick fix, but I think it's so awesome that we're acknowledging that there is no quick fix and that's okay. But there are some things you can do that might make your body feel better because it made mine feel better. Okay. So basically, so we're, we're, we should be on the, on the lookout for advertising, getting real. Yeah. Things getting real. Things. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dylan, yeah. how do you envision your future in this industry? Where, where do you see yourself 10 years down the road yeah. in this industry? Wow. I can't say I really have a exact vision for that. I, I wish I did, but I see myself continuing to grow as, as, as a strategist, especially and continuing to learn because you're working with people and people are continuing to do that as well. So it's important that you continue to evolve with them um, so that you can, you know, best try to understand understand people like that's that's really I see myself continuing to to learn and listen and talk to people and hear and just try to try to keep understanding human connection and understanding what we can do to to bridge that gap between what people need and how they can get it all right well thank you Jillian it's been so great talking to you today um I think that we all thank you really so got much. a chance to yeah yeah we got a chance to look kind of look behind the curtain understand a little bit more um, how what happens in the, in the advertising industry it's crazy because I'm in marketing but I I legit get caught up with an advertisement a really good one all the time so like we all kind of get sucked in yeah. by it but it's really interesting to hear the perspective of what really happens um, in in the world as you're actually creating uh, advertisements and and also just understanding how how the industry is kind of adjusting to, you know, this generation who approaches things very different than the generations before and really appreciate you talking to us about that and giving us an insight into some of the trends down coming down the pike. <laughs> Thank you. No, I appreciate you giving me the, the platform and the conversation to, to be able to do so. So I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Jillian, what's the best way if people wanted to, uh, to reach out and get in touch with you, what's the, what's the best way for them to contact you? Um, I have a LinkedIn, LinkedIn, happy to take messages from there. That'd be, that's probably the number one right there. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much, Jillian. Thank you so much, Vicki. Have a great day. That concludes our insightful interview with Jillian Hazelton.
and junior advertising strategists, shedding light on the advertising process, the unique characteristics of Gen Z consumers, and the evolving landscape of wellness advertising. As we wrap up, I urge you to remember this key takeaway. Good advertisement goes beyond promotion. It's about reaching people and making genuine connections. The future of advertisement is about to get real real in terms of authenticity, relevance, and meaningful engagement. So as Gen Z continues to shape their advertising industry, let's embrace the power of connection and look forward to the exciting opportunities that lie ahead. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, stay inspired and keep making meaningful connections. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Be sure to click the follow button on your podcast app to stay updated on our latest releases. Connect with us on Instagram and YouTube at From X to Z Podcast for more exciting content. We'd love to hear from you, so feel free to reach out with your questions and topic suggestions for future episodes. I'm Eugene X host Vicki, and you've just enjoyed From X to Z, the podcast that bridges the generations. <laughs>